Hello and welcome to Case Reopened, the number one Detective Conan Rewatch podcast. I'm Tyler Treese, and I'm joined by Colleen. Hello. Hello. Uh, we are finally finishing Detective Conan episode 219, The Gathering of the Detectives, Shinichi Kudo versus Kaido Kid. There hasn't been much Kaido Kid, but will he will probably make an appearance in the final episode? Mm-hmm. Uh, As so this- he always does. This uh, originally aired January 8th, 2001. We're only 22 years behind, Colleen. Hey, better late than never. Um, the Conan's hint is 10 yen coin, which finally comes into play here. Yeah, so you, you got it right. Because last week you're just like, there was no 10 yen coin. Why is this the there hint? There was. Oh, so. yeah, I missed it. So, uh, Conan mentions that the criminal, well, just uh, if you forgot what happened here. Uh, the fat guy died. (laughs) (laughs) Great synopsis. The chef detective. So let's just boil down the the first two parts of the episode for the viewers. The fat guy just died. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. So all the detectives are there. And it kind of mentions that the criminal could have listened to the tape with them while they all ate dinner. Kagura admits that it's possible. Suda then says that they need to discover how the cyanide was ingested as none of it was in Uyama's cup. Ron brings Kaido Kid up and says that he doesn't hurt people, and the detectives then all leave to see if their cars were destroyed, as the explosion could have been a fake. While they do that, Conan looks at the victim's thumbnail, which has been chewed upon. Oh, interesting. Oh, lovely. Do you chew your nails, Colleen? Are you a, a nail chewer? <laughs> no, I'm uh, No, I've never done that. Gonna try it? No, no. <laughs> I think I yeah. so okay. My best friend growing up did that, like, and she had like really tiny nails because of it. I'm just, so I did try it once, but I don't what, know. Just my, to see how it tasted, You're to like, see yeah. if how I could do it. Like my nails, like it was too hard. I I don't understand how how people get through their nail. Maybe it's you know different different like thickness but uh i i haven't it's a very odd i was never able to do. to do it either all right so <laughs> did you <laughs> if you had softer nails do you think you would have stuck with it and become a real nail chewer who knows i mean it doesn't <sighs> sorry for anybody who does bite their nails i don't really find it appealing i have <laughs> i have other things that i do so i don't need to be a nail biter as well okay so uh they all get to the entrance and kogro <laughs> falls down the steps Yes. Which is quite funny. <laughs> Finding out what we found out about Kegra later is very funny. Oh, absolutely. Funny that, uh, yeah. All the, <laughs> how, how much uh, humor he has throughout this. Um, so Kegra finds out that all their cars are in flames. They ask where Hakuba's Benz is, but he says his grandma dropped them off. Aww. Isn't that cute? It is cute. They then wonder whose Benz was there um, earlier. And the maid says she believed it to be the owner's, as it was there this morning when she arrived. How did the maid get there? I know. Well, she drove her own car. Um, They learned that the maid's car is parked in the back, and they go check that one. To their surprise, her car is fine. They then want to check if the bridge is really out, so they decide to flip coins to see who can check with the one who lands on heads getting to go in the car. Um, so it winds up being Sinma, Kogoro, and Mogi. Kogoro drives, and Conan notices another car with an X taped to the roof below. Kogoro and Mogi uh, confirm the bridge is cut, 
and asked Senma to make the headlights in the car brighter so they can see more. However, after she does that, the car explodes and it just falls down the cliff and almost takes Kogoro and uh, and Mogi with them, but they get out of the way. Well, thank goodness for that. We have another death calling. The detectives are dying. Yeah, one by one. They report this to the others and decide to check out the mansion thoroughly. The three women decide to go together, but Hakaba is missing. We then see Hakaba's hawk menacingly sitting on top of the mansion and lightning strikes. What's up with this bird? He knows a lot. Uh, Mogi, Kogoro, and Conan then check out the piano room and they find a mark on the piano. Conan spots a piece of brown paper between the keys that is a code that leads to the treasure. Uh, sadly, the version I was watching didn't like show what the code um, read. Oh, so, uh, no Japanese magic. Yeah. And they reference like the code later and it's like, I saw none of this. <laughs> so, <laughs> I can't remember I like, oh. if I saw the code. Um, they believe it ties into the tragedy from 40 years ago as it's an old piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, why is it brown? And it's like, it must be old. Detective skills about... at its finest. Yeah. So, Conan notes that the piano is wet, and they spot luminal underneath. Um, they then cut the lights, with Mogi entertainingly calling Kagura small mustache. Poor Kagura. Yeah, maybe he just you like can't his, grow Do you like his stash? Do you find it fancy? Um, Just a stash? Without, <laughs> like, a beard or whatever? Well, he doesn't have a beard, does he? Oh, okay. I thought you were talking in general, not just Kogoro. For Kogoro, no, looks... yeah, he, uh, he looks fine. <laughs> <laughs> you don't seem too committed there. Like, eh. Well, it adds to his character, <laughs> so I, so I, 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 it's a big thumbs up for Kogoro's stash in particular. We then see them shocked by what they see on the piano, but it isn't shown to us yet. However, we see Ron exit the bathroom. She was just in there with Mitsuhiko. Absolutely. And <laughs> she got a cameo appearance. Um, she talks to Suda, who tells her that the maid is in the hallway. Ron goes to check on her, but she finds the maid knocked out. And Ron is then knocked out with chloroform herself by Suda. So uh, some bad shit's going on, Colleen. Yep. And Poor Ron. Ron's not going to be around to hold any flashlights no she's gone for the rest of the episode basically yeah until the very end where she asks a very important question very true um so back in the piano room they find the code written in blood it references the final way whatever that means and it cuts to hakaba confronting suda after she hides ron and the maid away in another room hakaba says the criminal wouldn't dare get near the bomb so that's why she stayed at the mansion then takes out his gun and points it at her. Suda puts her hands up, but we see that she has a miniature pistol concealed. And we then hear a gunshot. And the men run to the location, finding Hakaba shot and bleeding. And dead. Oh no. Wouldn't it be very funny if Geisho Oyama brought back this magic Kaido character and then just killed him off? Yeah. <laughs> and this was like this is his first appearance in the Detective Conan series, right? Yeah. Yeah. So to have Very his funny. to have his 
you know, he's from the Magic Kaido series, but to have his end on a t- totally different series, like, the lack of respect for Hakuba. Mogi says it has pierced his heart, and they hear someone using the stairs. Kegura rushes up finding, um, Kegura rushes up the stairs and finds a computer where they're supposed to enter the passcode. However, he finds Suda there dead as well. Mogi says the doorknob was modified so a poison needle would come out of it, killing the person who would uh, try to use the passcode. Kegura wonders... Okay, sorry. So, we later learn that, like, the entire point of this was to, like, have somebody figure out the code. If somebody's going to that room specifically to enter the code... Why would you have the doorknob traps to kill the person that has figured it out? <laughs> like, this was not thought out well. Like, the only thing I can think of at the moment is that you'd want to kill that person and then take the code for yourself. Because I'm assuming that it was only booby-trapped for the first time. So, like, once the needle already, like, it left it got shot then yeah, it would but, be like, safe the solution would be in their head you know it's not like they're writing it out before because they weren't able to, they're supposed to enter the code on the uh well that's when you on, do like the, the, the cool dust thing and you can see the person's fingerprints like which <laughs> no no they don't even get to reach it they die entering the room because of the the doorknob right Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> I'm going off of whatever you tell me because it's been a it's been a minute since I watched this. All right. Uh, so uh, Mogi says it had to be one of them. Wait, sorry, I got it. I lost my place again. Uh, Kogoro then wonders where the murderer is, and Mogi pulls a gun out. Mogi says it had to be one of them since Suda wouldn't fall for her own trick, and since it's not him, it must be Kogoro. He then fires the gun, and Kogoro falls against the wall after being shot. What do you think about Kogoro taking a bullet? Um, you know, at this point I was like, okay, it's not possible that all of these people are actually going to die from (laughs) their wounds. Except for, what's his name, Ugami, the fat guy. (laughs) Yeah, he's gone, but everyone else. Like, I wasn't too worried about Kogoro. I also wasn't really sure... (laughs) Like, like the ending, let's just say the the ending did surprise me. So, um, yeah, I didn't even get to appreciate it for that angle. Uh, Mogi tells Kogoro not to think of him badly and then goes to smoke a cigarette. However, he's been poisoned, so he grabs his chest, then falls over, and we see the true criminal face palm, which I thought was very funny. They're just like, ugh, these idiots. <laughs> Um, and they're watching camera footage from a security room. And they go, even the world's greatest detectives couldn't. However, the security feeds cut out. And the passcode is then entered by Conan. And he writes on the computer, he says, I found the treasure. I know the secret. Meet me at the entrance from the seventh detective. The criminal is shocked because all the uh, detectives should be dead. They rush to the entrance. And Conan says that the one who set the bomb in the car wouldn't get in it unless they were committing suicide. That is, unless it was to camouflage the case by faking your explosive death. And uh, it's then revealed that the criminal mastermind behind this is the old granny at Senma. Wow. Were you surprised? 
Um, I remember when I was reading the manga, I was shocked. Okay. When I when I got to this, I was like, "Wow, that's crazy." Um, and it turns out that she had escaped the explosion. She then hid in the forest before returning, uh, and then was watching everything with hidden cameras. She denies this, saying that she just got back here after barely surviving the explosion. She then brings up the that they flipped coins, so how could she have even planned this? However, Kenan says she was sure to go as she placed a coin on top of her right hand beforehand and then flipped one, but she let it drop instead of catching it. Truly devious. The greatest minds of the <laughs> earth know how to do this sleight of hand Sleight here. of hand in... Obviously, Conan has evidence to prove what he just said. Like, I recorded you doing it. Um, and he reveals that it was the same coin that she had uh, used to test for cyanide after Ugami died. So that was the hint. The Tenyin coin. Yeah, we finally saw it. Even though it was the hint for you know, the last last part as well. And it didn't appear there. Well, there's not actual parts. That's true. That's so true. yeah, let's caveat that. We're we're just making them into parts. <laughs> so Conan says that she killed Ugami as well. The trick was that it made no difference uh, where anybody sat, as the all the teacups were poisoned on the top of the cup handle. Ugami would then put his right thumb there, poisoning it, and it was his habit of biting his thumbnail that wound up killing them. Um, so I was surprised by this. Just my memory was off. I kind of. Conflated it with one of the early anime originals. That first case with um, Sonico, the Valentine's Day one, where the mom poisons everybody right. with the uh, the elixir is like uh, in the cake or something, and the one kid wouldn't eat sweets or whatever. Yeah, I um, I really like that setup actually. Yeah, it's really smart. So I just thought it was like that. I thought like, oh, he didn't like to eat one thing or something, and she knew, but it was the fingernail stuff. Yeah. Slightly less inventive, but it still works. Um, so he did that right when the code was being discussed, as it was his habit to do that while thinking. And it was right after the tea was served. The reason why Ugami didn't wipe down uh, his teacup was because he was Sinma's partner. He was certain that he wasn't in danger. Conan figured it out when the maid said that the bins had been there since the morning, as somebody had to drive it there and get there first. That meant that Ugami drove Sinma. As to why she rode with Kogoro later, it was so that she could tell him not to smoke, since if somebody smoked after being exposed to cyanide, they would die, like Mogi. So she was trying to not have him die first during the meal. Yeah, because that would ruin the plan. Likewise, the reason the maid was chosen was that she was seen biting her thumbnail in the interview. After faking her death, Simma wanted to force the detectives to kill each other, similar to what happened after Karasuma Rinya's death. Conan then reveals what was written on the piano, and it said the name Sinma Kyosuke. So now we get the tragic backstory, Colleen. There always has to be one. So Sinma explains that um, Kyosuke was her father. He was an archaeologist that was chasing that treasure 40 years ago. He would regularly send letters and money back home at first, but half a year later, it all stopped. It took her 20 years, but eventually, she held the letter to light. And she noticed... <laughs> that was that before she was a detective. <laughs> yeah. So 20 years later, she realized that there were holes in the letter that made it read differently when held to light. 
And in it, he mentioned that Karasuma's works and all the murders that occurred uh, due to them. He even said that if they found the treasure, he would still be dead as several quote-unquote important people had joined him there. So that sounds interesting. Very vague, too. Yeah. Um, So about two years ago, Sinma told Ugami about it, and he found the mansion by himself and tried to find the treasure. However, it didn't work, and he had spent most of his money on buying the mansion. He then came up with this idea and enlisted Sinma to help him gather detectives here by claiming Kaido Kid had invited them. He was also the one that chose the maid and was excited to figure out how to kill her, not realizing he would die the same way. Dun dun dun. Poetic justice. Kenny then asked why she betrayed Ugami, but she said that she was certain the chef detective was going to kill her and everybody else after the treasure was found. However, Sinma said it all failed as the code hasn't been solved. However, Conan tells her that her father solved the code and then shows her the only clock in the building, which is in the room they're at. And this is where he references the code that we never really saw. But he says, The night the two men glanced to the sky and instructs them to point the arrows to the top. Her father's note referenced several cards, which included the King of Diamonds, the Queen of Hearts, and the Jack of Spades. The arrows are then moved to the card's values in the way they face. So he uh, moves the clock hand uh, 13 notches left, 12 notches left, and then right 11. The clock then falls off, and the paint has chipped away, showing that the clock is pure gold. Oh my. That must be worth thousands of dollars. More than the mansion. Poor Ugami could have, you know, got his money back. Uh, Sima says it's cruel that her father died for this. Karen asks her where the way out is, and she's like, ah, there is no way out. I planned on dying here the whole time. And uh, as she reveals that, we hear Mogi appear, and it says, <laughs> just as I thought. And that's when we find Hakaba, Kagura, Mogi, and Suda all standing in the entranceway. They all they had all faked their deaths. This has a lot of fake deaths going. Yeah, practically every character. Except there's only one. Except, like, there's like one real death. We learn that they had all faked their deaths as Senma would confess to Conan, letting her guard down since he was a kid. He's so cute. You can't lie to him. Yeah. He didn't, did he get his, uh, I'm a detective moment. No, he he couldn't say that because. Because everybody else came Well, he calls himself the seventh detective, I guess. True. Um, Kagura then says, we thought that even if we discovered you were still alive, you wouldn't tell us. And, uh, since Sinmo was looking through video feeds, they were able to use ketchup as fake blood and fool her. However, they really did use chloroform to knock out Ron. They were like, (laughs) she's fan of heart. She couldn't deal with this. Well, she wouldn't be able to fake it either. I don't think. Sinmo then asks when they figured it out, and Mogi says it was when they chose coins. Rather than picking one near her, she picked the furthest one away as she needed that particular Tenyan coin to pull off her trick. And they mentioned that if... Uh, someone would have touched the copper coin with cyanide on their fingers. It would shine. They had all known the trick as soon as they saw Ugami's thumbnail. So she's like, ah, darn it. You got me, guys. They then wonder how to get out, and that's when they hear a helicopter outside. Hakaba says that he 
gave a message to his grandma. <laughs> I love this. Uh, by tying it to Watson's ankle. And the reason why the car had a big X on it was for Watson the spot. So Brilliant. So he can land on the car. <laughs> yep. Have grandma jump into action. I like how Granny's just like sitting there like a whole day just Yeah, I mean this is <laughs> totally for like her son to get finished. When like grandma or mom or dad or whoever drops a kid off at like soccer practice or just, yeah. and just waits around. Um, and while they hear a helicopter arrive, uh, Conan also hears something crumbling. What could it be? Hmm. Uh, it goes to a commercial, and they're all in the helicopter once it comes back. Ron remarks that kid never showed up. That's her big moment. Yeah, she's taking on a very Sonico vibe, because all of her big remarks are about kid. Well, kid wouldn't hurt anybody. Well, kid wasn't there. Yeah. Uh, Simba says she had no choice but to go through with it because she wanted to solve her father's code. However, she was the only one under Karasuma Rinya's spell, and she then opens the helicopter's door and jumps out, ready to commit suicide. Yeah, goodbye, cruel world. And <laughs> it's hilarious. Kogoro just dives after her. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell's going on? I know, me too. Um, he catches her. And then he transforms in the Kaido kid with the glider. Wow. So, K- Kogoro there, where he was, like, falling down steps and being a goofball. It was all just Kaido. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I... I rewatched this episode um, after the fact, and I, it, it's just such a joy knowing that that's Kaido, because you get to kind of appreciate all the little things that he does to make it look like he's Kogro. He had one mistake, though. One mistake. Um, and, uh, Kato tells Sinma she's too old for this, and she tells him that it wasn't for her, it was for him. She apologizes for using Kid's name at the mill, and wanted to help him get away from Conan and Hakaba, who had grown suspicious. Conan tells him that it was the tobacco, as Kogro is a heavy smoker, but he didn't smoke once while there. See? Made a mistake, Colleen. Hmm. But didn't Senma say that she doesn't like smoking? Yeah, she didn't want him to smoke near her. Oh, okay. But he was separated a lot. So. Which, and, uh, I like, I get, like, it's such a clever way of doing it because otherwise, you know, you'd have this 17-year-old smoking <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> uh, Kid then describes them, uh, them being Conan and Hakaba. As two lovers you never want to meet. Okay. Yeah, that's that was an interesting description. Kid then drops Senma, and it reveals that she was actually tied to the helicopter, so she's being dragged along. Yeah, she ain't getting away that easy. He also says he wanted to steal the treasure, but had no clue how to take something so large. We then see that the entire mansion is actually made of gold, and like... All the woof, roofing and uh, all the uh, the walls have crumbled to the ground, and it's just pure gold plating. It's incredible. Yeah, talk about like King Midas. It's uh, yeah. I I yeah. wonder if Ugami got a good price on this place. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Suda says only Kar- Kar- uh, Suda says only Karasuma would do something on such a scale. 
and Kenan then realizes why it's called Sunset Manor, uh, why it's called Sunset Mansion, as the sunset meant when the sky appears golden. So, it's a golden mansion. See, get oh, it, yeah. Colleen. Yeah, get I, it. I see what get they it. did there. And uh, during the ending song, we see the mansion become fully golden and it's brightly glimmering. And I think there's like music going like heavenly chorus in the background. Heavenly chorus. You know? That's how it went. That's exactly what it was. But now we get to arguably the best part. Yeah. So Ron asks where her real father is. (laughs) Not her fake Kaido father. And we see him still tied at the tied up at the gas station from earlier, which is very funny. Brilliant. Oh, so good. Very good. Very good end to the episode. Yeah. So, Colleen, we finally finished this two-hour special. Phew. What did you think about Detective Canada episode 219, The Gathering of the Detectives, Shinichi Kudo versus Kata Kid? I definitely earned an appreciation for this uh, two-hour special. The first time I watched it many years ago, I didn't really like it, but it's because it was really convoluted. There was first the clock tower story and then this one and i don't know i wasn't i I wasn't vibing with it second time i watched it was much better and i like that's when i realized oh (laughs) kaido kid was kogro so on the third watch in preparation for the podcast um i liked it a lot more uh so yeah i've had a bit of a journey with this special uh i knew see the thing is like I, I think I remember that Senma was the culprit, but she was also super suspicious right from the get-go to me. Like, there was no way that we could have known that she was telling the truth about her car being broken down. Because she just sort of appeared. She's like, oh yeah, my car broke down. Can I get a ride? Like, that right off the bat is like, okay, this is Detective Conan. We know that characters that are found in these types of situations sometimes have something to hide. Um, so right off the bat, I was watching what she was doing, and it turned out that she was our culprit. And and she's a woman, which is automatically very suspicious. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> by, by, you know, the standards uh, that we look at, it always has to be, okay, women are sort of person, the first person that you have to look at, right? Um, yeah, and then just the fact that Kaido Kid, Kaido Kid gets me every time, though. <laughs> Whenever it's a Kaido Kid episode, but it's one of those where he doesn't actually appear. He's like somebody else. I I never catch on until the very end when it's revealed. I'm like, oh, he was here the entire time. So he got me in this instance as well. But it was a lot of fun rewatching it, knowing that he was around. Um, Yeah. And it it was kind of cool. I like what I do like also is that they had those like detectives that were based on other literary detectives uh like miss marble marple marble whatever her name is and um a few of the other ones they're all on the wiki i don't actually know the other ones but um yeah so that was kind of a neat um neat thing to do yeah I, i will say um the structure is a bit weird because like these aren't two cases that are connected um, you know, in like the manga or anything. Um, and it, it's a bit weird how they throw that magic Kaido case, you know, into this, yeah. the Shinichi and Kaido thing and then try to tie it together. 
Um, but I, I think it is nice that they, due to it being the special and combining it this way, they do have a lot of time to, they don't have to rush the detective's case, which I think is the real standout here. And I, I think that held up very well, despite the very wacky, like, they went crazy from smoking the Mary Jane, oh, yes. you know, like, which is so ridiculous. But yeah, it's a very fun episode, um, for sure. And I, I think it's a classic, uh, Conan case. And the, the, the kid appearance is really great. And he played Kogoro so well. And, uh, I forgot who he had played the entire time. So that, that, that pops me good when I got to the reveal that he was Kogoro the entire time. And I was like, Oh, all those wacky moments was actually kid. So, um, yeah, yeah this can't is give very credit to Kogoro this time. Yeah. This is very fun to see. It had been a while since I'd seen it. I knew like the granny, something was up with her. I didn't remember she was the murderer. I thought she was kid for a while. Oh. <laughs> and then I was like, and then I was like, Oh wait, she killed somebody. Wait, that's not kid. So kid wouldn't hurt anybody. Yeah. I was, I was thrown off there. Um, but yeah, really, really good episode. Um, and let's go down the trivia here. Well, before we do that, let's thank our Patreon supporters. Um, but there's, there's some interesting trivia on the Detective Conan wiki. Um, but first off, thanks to our Patreon supporters. Thanks to medium size Jeffrey, Ryan Self, William Lee, Gage, and Kitty Kudo for the support. We greatly appreciate it. And, uh, We've got a lot of cool stuff over on the Patreon. We have episodes of Case Closed, the Detective Conan dub. We have, we've been going through Yaiba, which is Gosho Oyama's first anime and first manga that he did. And we also watch Magic Kaido, so if you just can't get enough of the Kaido Kid, we are currently going through Magic Kaido 1412. Yeah, and it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, I wanted to go over some of this trivia. Um, so this was the first episode of the 21st century. Um, and it's also the second to be digitally animated as the first episode to use digital animation was the cornered famous detective, two big murder cases, which was episode 96. So it's only like these big specials where they're like, we got to digitally animate it mm-hmm. at this point. That was the one with uh i think conan's mom <laughs> oh think conan's mom's in it yeah in the second part because that was another one that carlos was ter- yeah, yeah with it's carlos. one with carlos remember yes he's cool yeah but that was another one that was sort of like a like two different stories in one yeah yeah because it was detectors magicians first yeah so that's interesting um and as you mentioned, uh, all the detectives are based off, uh, like, literary ones. Sinma was Miss Marple. Ugami was Rex Stout's Nero Wolf. Uh, Mogi was Philip Marlowe. Uh, the movie Marlowe just came out, um, which is based off that detective. Oh, okay. I'll have to look Sorry. into that. Uh, it uh Liam Neeson as a uh, Marla. So there you go. Very cool. And Suda is uh, R. Austin Freeman's Dr. Thorndike. Although they gender swapped it. Dr. Thorndike is a man. Be awkward if it was a woman with that name. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and obviously, um, 
Hakaba is like home, Sherlock. Yeah, I suppose. He has the hat. <laughs> he has the hat and he spends a lot of time in London, but I don't know, it's just a weird thing to say because Shinichi is supposed to be like Sherlock, so it's like, okay, we have two Sherlocks in the series. He's the Sherlock of uh, of the East, you know? Different. Completely different. So, yeah. Thought this was a fun special. Glad we covered it. I'm glad to get back to normal-sized episodes. Yes. <laughs> this is a lot. Um, but, yeah. I thought I thought this was good. Any um, final thoughts, Colleen? Or have you said everything you wanted to say? I'm just glad it's over. <laughs> and we can move on <laughs> to something but else. But, yeah, um... It's weird because uh, there's like an element of this case that pops up much later on. Um, so we'll we'll talk about this case again later on. So remember this. Oh, Keep it in your yeah. mind palace, Colleen. Just like how I remember all the hints before every yeah. episode. I will so this remember. should be nothing for you. Right. Um, so <laughs> the next episode has Haji Hattori return, which is exciting. Oh, yay. It's the It's the Client Fool of Lies, part one, so... Hattori's back, so you guys can all look forward to that. And we'll cover that next time. So we'll see you later. Bye. Thanks for listening. And remember, one truth always prevails.